but out in front it's going to be Will Brown that wins in Sydney. The liquid Moliaudi gets it done by stilly seven seconds. It's been a great drive. He's done superb things this year. This is a reminder of this guy's talent, Paul. That is a fantastic and dominant race victory and to win by a healthy margin. What a performance. In the final hit out, it's going to be the internationals. Game on all the way to the line. And a race winner is Rob Hook, who takes victory in the final race of the weekend here at Sydney Motorsport Park. And what a stellar effort. Also, in case you guys didn't know, that voice joining Matt Nolte and Greg Rust is Paul Jeffrey. I hadn't heard mm. too much of his work. But um, my, oh, my, did he do a stellar job. But someone else who also did a stellar job is our feature interview, of course. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Greg Rust. Hello, team. I'm a little concerned here because in the beautiful intros that you've just done, I, uh, I may or may not be at a, uh, at, a, at a place in Bathurst having a little lemonade. So I feel like I'm, I'm uh, in, in need of lifting the game in terms of the fitness state. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Rusty. There's no requirement for lifting of the fitness, son. In fact, your work over the weekend, uh, in fact, someone actually mentioned it on uh, socials, I think. You were here, there, and everywhere. You were Mr. Man when it comes to City Motorsport Park and the TCR last week. Congratulations. It was a big weekend of racing, and dare I say it, I reckon probably the best TCR racing we've seen in this country thus far. Uh, it, it was kind of a much-needed shot in the arm, wasn't it? So, I mean, we, we can't shy away from the fact that we've had leaner local grids, but you inject a whole heap of internationals that have been... Uh, all around the world, from Spa, Portugal, South America, Italy, and more, against our guys, you've got a field of 25 cars. And here's the, here's the best endorsement. So Rob Huff, the, the former World Touring Car Champion, who won the final race and was, I think his results for the weekend were fourth, second, first. So he was chasing Brownie, Will Brown, for much of the weekend. He said, hands down, our guys, compared to all of the other domestic championships they've integrated with uh, this year, our guys, toughest competitors they've come up against. And I thought that was a really great endorsement for, for our drivers and for our series. Hey, Rusty, uh, I did hear and see Will Brown was mentioning and commenting about how tough the racing was, just the how, how the internationals Aggressive. race. <laughs> exactly. And he goes, I sort of don't know if I agree with it, but I enjoyed it. I think the exact words, Stevie, were uh, disrespectful, but so yes. bloody enjoyable at the same time, or something along those lines. You know, so <laughs> yeah. and, and and I I think a lot of people have walked away with that feeling. There is a couple of internationals that are a little bit miffed about it because our guys, uh, as you well know, mate, our, our guys grow up and and learn to get the elbows out, as they as they often say. Um, and then on the flip side, there are a couple of our guys that were like, "Holy hell, these internationals play for keeps." So. The winners, uh, as Nims kind of detailed in the intro, were actually the viewers because, and those that came um, to watch the action track side because it was a bit of Biff and Barge. Um, some felt at times like it was a, a bit of an overstep, but it, it, it laid the foundation for the weekend here at Bathurst. And I know there'll be um, arguments for and against that sort of stuff, but, but I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the... After you. Oh, no, after you. Oh, no, after you business. I, I, you want proper entertaining racing. There'll be uh, people that quite right listening to your show tonight that love their supercars, right? And that, may that never change. But what this does remind us is 
But even if you've got a 340, 350 horsepower front-wheel drive machine that might be just like your average daily drive, I think Rob Huff even used the words shop, shopping car or something today, <laughs> um, it, it, you, you can still, when you've got a, a, a formula that's pretty close to being right in a parity sense, you can actually have ripping racing, and we really did. I listen to what you say, disrespectful but bloody fun. Just reminds me of a couple of girlfriends, ex-girlfriends I had <laughs> before I married. <laughs> before I Mrs. Mac. No, seriously. Um, I, I, listening to what the boys are saying there about overstepping the mark, when I think two-litre touring cars, boys, and the best two-litre touring cars I've ever seen in the world, I think British Touring Car Championship, what, mid-90s, yeah, so, maybe? so when the, the Radisic was in there with the Mondeo, Craig yeah. Baird was BMW. All that kind of know, stuff. And, and we had a lot of those those guys. Like, that was... That was playing for keeps. That in in the British Touring Car Championship, if there's not a hole, create one and drive through it. And it was the best entertainment, yep. which is what we are. And as I said, uh, Rusty, it was the best racing from a purist point of view. But it was the most entertaining because those Europeans stepped over the mark because our Aussie boys needed to feed a wheel and a fender here and there. I actually really enjoyed watching it over the weekend and. I know that that's big game and big money racing when we start playing like that. And we're, we're at the Bathurst International this weekend where you are, of course, enjoying a low-calorie lemonade, I'm sure, Greg Ruff. <laughs> uh, and you, you, you've got to be careful that you don't step over the mark here because you, if you send someone going down Conrad Strait, it's going to be an aircraft mm. accident. So you've got to be a little bit careful there. But I'm all for the biffing and the barging. I'm all for the feeding of a wheel and a fender and leaning <laughs> bring on back each the other. Biff. <laughs> yeah, bring back the biff. That's what I want to see. So- so to your point, two, two things here. Firstly, they appreciate the history that you're talking about of the, of the super touring era and so on. Tomorrow morning, uh, the bulk of the field are going to be at the Bathurst um, Motor Racing Museum. And in there are examples of cars that have been here for some of the signature international touring car events we've had here over the years, from Jaguars in the 80s to Brad Jones's Audi from the Super Touring era that you talked about, and they're really enthused. They're really excited to see all that stuff. They've all, just in the last couple of hours, the internationals I'm talking, uh, been able to drive around um, the circuit here, just in just in road cars sedately, and they are blown away. <laughs> so we tend to look at places like like the Nordschleife or the Nürburgring in Germany and and um, hold it in this kind of sense of, or, or, or look at it in awe. You know, they've done exactly the same with Bathurst today. So a few of them have been here for the 12 hour before, so it's not unfamiliar territory. But for many of them, uh, this afternoon was a really eye opening day, and they are acutely aware, um, Maddie, of the need to uh, treat it with respect, mm. um, get up to speed the right way, don't go. You know, a few of them have even said to me, "Oh, you know, I've, I've tried this thing on the simulator, and it's been <laughs> so much harder than any other vineyard that we've been to this year." So, so even even in a virtual sense, they they haven't been able to come to grips with it, let alone seeing it for the first time and and noting what the grate is like, what the dipper is like, and and how much more um, uh, ferocious, if that's the word for it, is mm. it, it is in real in real terms. I don't think anyone drives around that place for the first time and doesn't get to the bottom and go, oh, dear. <laughs> you know, I'm going to take a deep, big breath and this is going to be mm. awesome, but oh, dear. Because it is a lot tighter and, as you say, the gradients are a lot steeper and 
the pride, there's real jeopardy about this circuit. You know, um, we saw on the weekend, Stevie J, you know, Geordie Cox go up at the end of, of uh, turn two. We saw a couple of guys head off at, at, at the uh, hairpin, I think, which is turn eight at Eastern Creek, mm-hmm. maybe around the corner of... Uh, of uh, Corporate Hill there. But when you when you go to Bathurst, there's – and they got away with that. And then you go to Bathurst, there's real jeopardy. You do that up there. You send someone over Skyline or, as you rightly say, Rusty the Great or even Turn 2 or any of that sort of stuff. There's, there's going to be some bent cars. And I can't imagine that these teams have come over here with – basically full replacements if they need to re- rebuild a car from, from ground up. You've also got to keep in mind, too, that in one week's time, they're going to be in Macau. So we, we, wow. we juggle the cargo. We juggle mm. the cargo. So many of them, like Ben Barguana, who's going over there, the car that he ran at Portugal and Spa earlier this year is making its way to Macau for, for that. But you're right, we're two weeks on the road where their cars at Sydney Motorsport Park have come here to Bathurst. So you can't afford to, um, you know, to turn one of those things inside out. So I, I think they're going to be um, respectful um, of that. Clearly, the, the other underlying thing we need to bear in mind here is that there are two championships at play. So you've got the World Tour and you've got Rob, uh, uh, Rob Huff, rather, who's, a, who's a former world champion, only one point. Um, off Norbert Nicholas here coming into Bathurst and then hoping to be in contention when they go into Macau. And then domestically, we've got our own championship with, uh, you know, the likes of Josh Buchan and, and uh, Bailey Sweeney and so on fighting out that crowd. So there, there are objectives within the overall race weekend and not all of them line up. Some of them are, are what's happening in our own backyard and, and others are like, I'm focused on the big the big picture, the world crown. Mm. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, how... Like it's how they've come over here with their own cars to do obviously part of their own mm. championship. Like there's two championships within the one uh, Macau next weekend, so they're doing effectively a triple header. Um, is for me is 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 just incredible. I mean, how, how think did, about it though, would you? When you put the helmet on, you wouldn't be thinking you want to, you're at Bathurst, Stevie and, and Rusty. You pull the helmet on, you're not thinking. I don't think you're not thinking Macau, eh? You think no, I've not got these a, guys. These yeah. guys are professional yeah. race drivers. That's all they do. Mm. They drive for the factory teams. Absolutely not. You know, yeah. they're, they're not thinking about what's happening next week. They're thinking about winning at Mount Panorama. Absolutely, <laughs> especially if it's their first time here. Yeah, I, I know. It's probably again. It's probably the one TCR race I'm really looking forward to for this year is to see how these Euros go because I think I I. I I wasn't sure what I was going to expect at Sydney Motorsport Park because it's a relatively normal type, he says in inverted commas, normal type circuit. <laughs> I thought the Euros would be competitive against the Aussies. There's part of me, Rusty, that reckons the Aussies are going to have the measure here because when you talk about the Jordan Cox internet sensation, Josh Buck and Bailey Sweeney, Tony Dalberto, all these blokes have raced here in TCR equipment. Will Brown they as are well. Literally, Will Brown, who's flogging everybody, you'd have to think that the Aussies will be going in with a with an advantage on this one because this is not Sydney Motorsport Park. C- certainly for the start of the weekend, I would have, I would 100% agree with you. I'll, I'll put a little caveat in here, in here. For the bulk of the international field, you are bang on, right? It's going to take them a, a little while, just in the same way that it would take us to come to grips with a Nordschleifer or a Nürburgring to, to get acquainted or, or a little more comfortable with it. But if you're a Rob Huff, if you're uh, a Frederick Vervish, these are guys who have had experience at the Bathurst 12-hour. Admittedly, 
They've not come here in a TCR machine before, but they at least know the landscape. And that's advantage for those guys. And and Huffy said to me today, I, I mean, I know you have um, pondered whether they're going to err on the side of caution here. He said to me, because he's only one point off his series lead, he's going to fully send it. So <laughs> yes. uh, not Good. not worried at all. Knows the you know, a little bit. It's been a little while since he's been here to Mount Panorama, but he's got a bit of um, a bit of time here. That that's an advantage over his main rival, and he's going to go for it. It's going to be. I think it's just going to be fascinating to see the races. Um, mm. You know, and and I mean, you look at here. I mean. It just shows the quality of these guys. Half of them have probably even never even been to SMSP before. Mm. Will Brown's the only local that's in the top three in all three of the races. Yeah, you know Will, what I mean. Will's so, on a hot streak, isn't he? Yeah, like he's 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 eyes up. He's he's uh, his tails up. He's going to Triple Eight next year. Obviously, the Supercar Championship is no longer an option for him. So mm. I reckon if he can make a mark here, I mean, and he just loves flying and driving, driving and doing everything. Yeah. So um, he's going to be a ripper. Um, he was he's, he's, he was due for a good weekend too. I mean, yes. he's had that much bad luck Crap season. in that car this year with DNFs and no starts and engine issues and gearbox issues. And so it was really good to see him, you know, on the podium, you know, three times in three races. Mm. Hey, Rusty, let's talk Trans Am. Obviously, a category very close to my heart. If I remember once, I even offered you a drive of mine that we couldn't put together because I think I pancaked it, unfortunately. But uh, I, nothing is better on in a Trans Am car than Mount Panorama. You're sure, sure your steering wheel didn't come off? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gift that keeps on giving that thing. <laughs> Matty, that's a get-out-of-jail-free card for you. The fact that I never got to drive that thing, that, that's a win for you, I reckon. Take that as a win, my friend. So, I reckon there's, um, there's vision of me hitting the wall about two or three times. Once, I think, when you were commentating too, Rusty, that's a gift that keeps on giving. And then your steering wheel coming off at Winton in an Aussie car, um, like it was another century ago, but yet we're still laughing about it. It's still some of the funniest vision in motorsport. <laughs> How is it when your teenage daughters discover it for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> Over that, I thought I kept that quiet, but pretty, pretty well hidden anyway. So, oh, um, you, you boys know, you all know, Stevie as well. Which, mm. I mean, Trans Ams at that place, they're just so ideally suited. Yeah. And it mixes up the offering. I mean, we, we've just been talking about how uh, good potentially um, TCR is going to be here. I mean, to think that these V8 beasts um, with a title on the line, with everyone, you know, everyone's got moth squarely in their sights, um, they're... they're and they move around so much at that um, at that venue. So yeah, I, I can't wait for them to hit the track. Bit of bit of acid around Moff at the moment, isn't he? Because isn't Ooh. there? Because he uh, he was disqualified. Uh, he and Lockie Dalton, I think it was. Uh, yep, that's it. From one race at Winton or two races, no, or the whole, whole round. Whole round. Sorry. Just been, uh, yeah. And so poor old Elliot Barber, EB Lady's favourite old dreamy eyes. Um, he was in charge of the championship right up until SMSP. Uh, I can't do what you do. S Sydney Motorsport. Park. SMSP. What is it? SM, SMSP. SMSP. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> there's a yeah. There's a there's a bit of fire around Moff at the moment because that that ha- has been upheld or over, overturned. Sorry, and he's back in the lead of the championship. Smacked them all again at Sydney Motorsport Park. So I reckon EB and a couple of the boys are looking for redemption in the Trans Am field. There's venom there. There's no doubt about it. I I try with those things to be as balanced as I possibly can. So in the coverage last week, I went to both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. And I thought Elliot um, really articulated his personal feelings on the matter 
um, very well. And then on, on the Moff side, um, he openly said that, that he felt like they just did their talking on the track, um, that, that natural justice had been served and, and made the best man win kind of things. So um, that's, I mean, they're, they're not ideal situations when you've got something off track uh, creating a little bit of interest, but the reality is it, it mm. created some tension um, in that paddock, and whoever wins it, and obviously it's advantage Moff at the moment, um, you know, it'll be something to savour because it's not been a, an easy path to get to that, that, that trophy. Well, I can tell you, mate, there was there was three individuals that were very happy that you had long conversations with Elliot Barber over the weekend and the uh, and the little sit-down interview that was done with him. Mrs. Mack and the two little Macs are uh, well in love with Elliot Barber. He's our driver standards officer in TA2. And all of a sudden, at our final round in Calder this year, Mrs. Mack and the two little Macs have decided they want to come to that round, Stevie <laughs> J, just so they can see EB. Oh, funny isn't that, that. Isn't that lovely? Lucky George huh? Russell's not there too. Jo- <laughs> and Jordan Cox. <laughs> and Jordy Cox. Hey, um, as always, we like to talk about Rusty's Garage, the best motorsport podcast uh, on the net and, and you're, through, you're listening through your earballs. Uh, long cast and short cast. Mate, a, another fantastic year. I love the introduction of the short cast. Like it's, it's essential listening on your Monday or your Tuesday morning if you're, uh, if you're regular listeners to Greg Rust's uh, Rusty's Garage. What do we got just to finish off the end of the year? Any more guests coming up? A couple of, uh, couple of motor, motorcycle guys, in fact, actually. Cool. So lots of people have been asking about Gary McCoy. So yes. well, they called him the Slide King back in the day in, um, in the 500cc and the early part of the kind of MotoGP era. So um, he joins us. That'll be a bit of fun. Um, there's a few more that we've got we've got burbling away. I'm actually midway, guys. I haven't finished it yet, and I've got a bit of work to do on it. But every time I've done one of these pods, just about everybody has a memory of Barry Sheen. And someone has mm. more than more than one, actually, have said, hey, what about a memory of Baz podcast where you bring all this together and we're in the yeah. pros of constructing that at the moment. So mm. if it's not by the end of the year, it'll be early in the new year to try and get that one out. Can't wait for that. That's always going to be a home run. Isn't you it? should have to speak yeah. to DJ about that. He's, he's got a few stories about Baz. <laughs> I'm sure he does. He, he does. He does. <laughs> Two things before we let you go, mate. Um, we've got, as you know, we go live around the country. We've had a text message in, that says, when I heard that intro, I thought you were about to introduce Will Brown as the guest, but no, no disappointment. Rusty, what an absolute legend of the sport. That's from Adzi uh, around the place. Good on you, Adzi. He's a, a regular listener. He's a regular listener of the show. And I also know that he's now long retired. We don't see much of him anymore, but a great mate of yours, Kimi Raikkonen, uh, you're often you're never seen in the same room, but you're often travelled together. Uh, is Kimmy anywhere near you uh, where you're having your diet lemonade this evening in Bathurst? I am very very happy to be seeing uh, Stevens <laughs> at the track in the next day or so. We're uh, looking forward to catch up at the Mount Panorama. Ah, <laughs> oh, good on you, Kimmy. Good on you, Kimmy. Oh, hey? He's there early. He's, he's... Hopefully, he doesn't peak too early. Yes. Oh, Kimmy, are there any strip joints in Bathurst? I don't know. Because oh. <laughs> if you can't find Kimmy, there's a fair chance of being in the corner of one. <laughs> yep, yep, but... yep, breaking up. I can't hear you. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty, you've been very generous with your time, as always. And I heartily recommend to uh, – we were just talking about Rob Huff before, but uh, your latest chat on Rusty's Garage, just one of the brief ones, is with Huffy as well, too, where he sort of goes through the ins and outs. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about the bloke that was able to deny Will Brown – 
a clean sweep. Uh, jump onto your old podcast app and look at the latest episode of Rusty's Garage. But like I said to you over the weekend too, Rusty, um, it's an absolute stellar call. It's one of the f- few times where I've actually felt FOMO sitting on my couch going, oh, really, and I really should be there at Eastern Creek, which is a sentence that's not, that's not often said too much, I assume. <laughs> You know, you know what I've got FOMO over? I love the episode we did in the last year or two where we were here all together at Bathurst. Can we recreate that again at some stage? We had a lot of yeah. fun in the studio together. Well, I think we'll, cool. we can we can recreate the early part of that week, but I think the back end of that weekend we probably won't try yeah, and recreate because cool. that, cool. that, that cost me a hell of a lot of money and a bit of time <laughs> in hospital, so we won't do that. <laughs> yeah, just, just part A, not part B. But, uh, yeah. but yes, appreciate it, Rusty. Sorry we've taken you two away from your dinner and uh, your, your sherbets and lemonade but uh, we'll catch up with you soon, hopefully. Don't be silly. Love it to chat. See you, boys.